0: Good morning and welcome to the Tech Central Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Robus, and I'd like to thank First Distribution and Trend Micro for joining us today as our guests. We've got Emmanuel and Brad, who will be taking us through today's talk around the future of security and zero trust and how that fits into the world. Brad, thank you. You're from First Distribution looking after the channel. Do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what you do and how you fit into the world?
1: Yes, thank you. So I'm the general manager for the cybersecurity division at First Distribution. We distribute a range of products spanning different parts of cybersecurity, and that would be across on-prem, cloud, or hybrid platforms. We take this to market 100% by the channel and across the Africa continent, trading in around 34 countries, across Africa, and in multiple different currencies. So it's just about
0: developing the channel and awareness around cybersecurity and how we go to market. If you work in IT or with IT in South Africa and Southern Africa, you've probably touched base with first distribution, either across the boardroom table or across the boxing match. A good channel to work with. Emmanuel, thanks for joining us from your side. Do you want to give us an introduction to what your focus is? Thank you,
2: Daniel. I'm, yeah, I'm the technical lead for train Micro Sub-Sahara Africa. I look after every technical aspect within Trend Micro. I am the team lead for the pre-sales and post-sales technical support for train Micro Sub-Sahara Africa.
0: Thanks, Emmanuel. And being in pre-sales and working on the POCs, You've probably traveled before COVID quite a bit. Your wife probably doesn't know what to do with you because you're home so much. Are you getting Uh, out to go and see any of your customers and your partners now with the restrictions easing slightly? It's still for many customers
2: and we work based on how customers and partners want to view. We, We want to keep everybody safe. You know, especially our employees and also our partners and clients. And so where we are allowed to meet with clients and where we keep to the safety measures and that, we can and want to meet with our customers. We miss traveling, definitely. We've got one of my colleagues who used to travel up into Africa. He is chomping at the bit to get back up into Africa. So yeah, we definitely miss it and want to be able to see our clients face-to-face.
1: Us it's in the channel some- as well. We can't wait to go and get back to see our partners up in Africa, our competitors up in Europe, and the information conferences that we attend quite regularly. I think that's not only in cybersecurity, it's across the whole industry we can't wait to get back.
0: Brad, I'd love you to carry on that thinking. Do you think that the world has changed irrevocably, or do you think we'll go back to the conferences, go back to going to Dubai to have mindshare environments, go back to San Francisco and have these and big user conferences and big industry conferences in the future. So cybersecurity, generally, the conferences are much smaller, with the
1: exception of probably the big RSA conference in the states. But what I'm hearing from our vendors is the virtual conferences are not doing them justice or mm. graining enough value or enough mindshare at the time, mm. and they are trying to do all they can to see what's happening globally in order to Mm. open up the doors for these conferences to come back, Mm. just to spend time, quality time with their partners, their
0: distributors, and sometimes their customers. They can't wait. Emmanuel, do you get to go to these conferences? Are you missing them as well? Yeah, I think we all are. I think
2: we've definitely had to adapt in the way we do conferences. There's a lot more... I mean, we've we've seen a lot more platforms coming out that are able to facilitate virtual conferences a little bit better with breakaway rooms and are conducive to sort of brainstorming sessions and sharing thoughts and ideas. But yeah, I still feel we miss the face-to-face type conferences. It's easier to connect with your colleagues, share thoughts face-to-face, but we are having to adapt. I don't foresee it changing in the near future. I think more people are starting to adapt and use conferencing and virtual facilities to be able to sell product to be able to communicate with their clients and connect and I don't foresee that going away in Mm. the near future
0: so we're going to live in a hybrid world I think there's so much selling relational building that we do at the pub and you know I think lots of people laughed at that two years ago are we just going for the jolly but lots of businesses done that way But no matter where I look at the moment, security is the main topic of conversation with this work from anywhere kind of world that we're in. People are securing either their workstations or their homes or their distributed networks. Is this your experience as the world? The world of enterprise security is just booming
2: yeah, I think that is the way. Security is becoming a hot topic. I mean, you only have to look at all the different media platforms that are speaking about cybersecurity. Cybersecurity and the pandemic, it's becoming the two main topics that you're seeing on articles today. And cybersecurity is for a reason. Uh, with the pandemic and everybody working from home, threat actors have adapted and changed mm. and exploited the situation. So cybersecurity has become a hot topic. And more and more people are starting to sit up and take notice and think maybe I need to actually pay more attention to securing my organization and implementing the right strategy to do so. Surely, this, more
0: with that. surely this is someone else's problem though, Brad. I mean, surely we've got it better down. Most of your customers have got it better down, haven't they?
1: I think, you know, cybersecurity is a bit of a journey. I think it's the problem of everyone in the business, but the business leaders need to take responsibility for educating their staff into the best processes and, you know, with copy or GDPR being around, you know, that's a critical factor is teaching and enabling your staff to understand how to do certain processes, what to look out for and to try spot the threats that are coming into an environment. It's happening all the time, every day. And the more we educate our staff, it certainly I believe an individual's responsibility also, but definitely it falls on the, the business to educate the staff into how to find or recognize a threat. And above that, it's the business's responsibility to make sure that all the assets that the staff is working on is secured in a compliant manner against maybe Poppy or one of the other frameworks that are out there that we try and use to get it right.
0: Emmanuel, what is Security 101 for you, for your customers? It's a broad topic, and there's a lot
2: of ways to approach it. But at the end of the day, security is not just about technology. As important as technology is, many organizations throw manual focus on technology, believing that their environments are secure when they've got the right technology. However people and processes are just as important we need to look at our people creating awareness i think brad touched on it just now about how businesses need to educate their users on how to be cyber security aware and how to approach security and and having the right processes in place Mm. understanding what data you're responsible for what data classifications are what data is private and what data is sensitive what
0: data is confidential you see a number of customers if you had to rate them on a rating of one to ten one being oh gosh They've got no security. Everything's down 10 being as impenetrable as Fort Knox. Where do we rate on average that you see, Emmanuel, around South Africa? I think
2: (laughs) I'm going to try and approach this as as carefully as I can, but I think we're getting there definitely. You're seeing a lot of the bigger organizations and enterprises in the banking sector and in the telecommunications sector getting it right and approaching security from a holistic approach, both technology, processes, and people. And they're getting there. Especially in the financial institution, we're seeing a lot of innovation and a lot of thought and process being put into security. I think where we fall short a lot is in our public sector. We've got a lot of room to grow. And I don't think it's because of lack of effort. I think there is a cybersecurity shortage when it comes to skill and getting the right resources in place to do so. So, But we are getting there. We're not there yet, though.
1: I'd like mm. to add that um, mm. I think it's also a function of the money that is available and budgets to, in order to get yourself along this journey, because it's certainly not a cheap journey. We spoke about, you know, the processes and the technologies that are in place, but that stuff, it's expensive. I mean, that's why we all have jobs, actually. So, because that's what you're trying to sell. It's expensive and you need the resources in terms of people, but you also need the resources in terms of budget in order to go along the journey. I think, you know, depending on what industry and, and, you know, it's not necessarily the size of the company that depends on the level of security that is required. You know, you get to really small companies that sit in the finance space, you get really big companies that sit in another space where they are not as susceptible to the same threats or the same information. So, you know, it depends what industry, but definitely budget plays a huge process. I think if everyone had unlimited budgets, we would all be very, very secure.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we've got to make the best of what we've got. What are we working towards? What's the goal that customers are working towards with regards to security? You know, the benchmark that we want to hit is obviously no security openings, no breaches, no breaking into the bank account. But kind of what can we aim for that's realistic, Brad?
1: Tough one. I think your traditional security won't fall away. Uh, You'll know your endpoint security, your perimeter, your firewalls. However, I do think that we should be trying to benchmark using, you know, even with your Microsoft, the multi-factor authentications to try and determine that the right people are using the right data, And other softwares that are out there in order to secure our data. I think, you know, Mm. securing the perimeter and the user on the endpoints is not enough. I think we've got to try dig deeper. That would be
0: ideal. You know, that's what I'd like to see. So so we're looking for a layered approach to security. eh? Is that what you are teaching people, Emmanuel? Is that we've got perimeter, we've got application, we've got user, we've got data, there's lower levels down to field level of security. Is that where this term zero trust comes in? Is that it's examining everything?
2: Yeah, I think when it comes to security, firstly, I want to say there's no silver bullet. I don't think you will ever have a silver bullet to protect you against breach. I think security is an ever-adapting environment. You're constantly having to adapt. Your threat actors are constantly adapting, depending. And using the pandemic as an example, I mean, the pandemic has accelerated digital transformation for many organisations, some of them completely unprepared or unaware. And I think security is about being prepared and adapting to global change when it comes to Mm -hmm. digital transformation. And I think when organizations approach it that way and continually adapt and not necessarily taking the existing security and throwing it out and starting from scratch Mm -hmm. every time, but Mm -hmm. looking at what you have, reassessing it,
0: reestablishing your baselines, and then moving forward from there, I think is very important for many organizations. So is it a strategy that can be documented so we can manage the growth?
2: Yeah, so I think first to just explain what Zero Trust is. Okay. If we look at digital transformation has been moved forward and organizations are trying to see how they can reassess their security and are starting to accelerate the digital transformation. The old way of doing security has changed. The old way was if you're an employee of the organization, we trust you. But Zero Trust is now is re-evaluating the trust continually. It's we no longer... Trust you, we're changing the way we do things. We are constantly re-evaluating the trust, re-evaluating the person, re-evaluating your devices, re-evaluating your location. If I may use an analogy Mm. to try and explain it a bit better, if you're flying on a trip somewhere and you're going to the airport... The all way of doing security is going through security checkpoint into the boarding area. Mm. And once you get into the boarding area, you've got your boarding pass and your passport you're allowed in, and you've got access to all the shops and everything in that boarding area. And if you're there, you're assumed to be trusted. Mm. But if you want to get onto a plane to fly somewhere, that trust is going to be re-evaluated. You need to meet certain criteria. Does the flight number on your boarding passport? match the plane that you're trying to get on does it match the name on your passport so you're constantly re-evaluating that trust to be allowed to access the resource the security has moved closer to the resource rather than to the
0: perimeter that's outstanding yeah that is a i'm definitely taking a note on that brad we're going to be using that again Brad, is there logical paint-by-numbers that a business can use? Is there a tick list? Is there something that FD gives to customers on this, or would you recommend frameworks?
1: Yeah, we deal mainly with partners and try to help them through the journey of cybersecurity, of which Zero Trust is obviously a big topic at the moment. A couple of our brands that we represent claim to have a part to play in the Zero Trust process. Okay. So no, we like to say that the zero trust is like with digital transformation, it's it's a strategy to secure and authenticate your data and your systems across a distributed workforce while still making sure that the user experiences are right so people can do their jobs. And sure, there's different technologies out there that play its part, and we try and consult with them into which tech they should use and which part depending where they are.
0: Depending where they are in the journey, eh?
1: Correct, because it, so security is a journey. You can't go from zero to from zero to zero trust overnight.
0: It's a okay. it's a bit it's of an a, evolution. A, it's yeah, a, it's an evolution, and it's a process with uh, people and processes. So, Emmanuel, this is one for you. How does Trend Micro enable customers and partners?
2: So, Daniel, it's a good question. And what we first have to understand is, is that zero trust is not a technology as brad has Mm. said it's a methodology and a way of approaching your security i mean forrester has deemed zero trust the signature security for the pandemic and it's a way of looking and reassessing your trust and one way is you can't just slap zero trust onto a product and say it's there and it's also not a sprint it's not one big bang theory approach to applying it and then you've got to tick a new zero trust compliant it's a marathon that we have to approach but one of the main areas of measuring zero trust is to have visibility and that's what we want to do is we want to be able to measure trust and that's what we offer in our platform vision one our vision one platform is our xdr platform our extended detection and response platform And one of the ways we've approached it is to break the silos in cybersecurity. So we take a holistic look at all your security, whether it be email, server, endpoint, network, and mobile, and we correlate that data, collect the telemetry data, and we give you a holistic view of what's happening in your environment. We leverage that data to provide risk insights for the organization. And those insights are presented in a way of a dashboard, for example, and it gives a complete view to the SOC, to the CISO of what is happening in your environment, even down to a user level. You can immediately see at a glance what's happening across your organization or right down to a user level. What user is maybe going to the wrong website? Is he sending mm. malicious emails? And that's very important because it enables the organization to measure trust. And that's what mm. you're looking for. And then to reevaluate and to be continually doing so on a real time basis. And that's and, what we offer on our platform. Mm
1: and then make decisions based on the trust that you've given. I think, you know, that's what we're trying to get to. So people at the moment are making decisions based on not enough information and the platform which we're talking about from Trend Micro allows visibility a threat risk score in order to make a proper decision
0: because at mm. the moment decisions are being made ad hoc without the right context. Mm. Brad, do you see customers struggling to implement this across company is it usually done divisionally, section-wide, application-wide? How do you see customers embracing this platform?
1: It has to be embraced company-wide. I don't if you're only going to put it in a piece of your environment or your your network, well, then you only got zero trust for a piece of it. So I think that, that defeats the whole purpose. It's got to be company-wide irrespective of division or hierarchy or job spec. It's it's everybody.
0: Okay. And Emmanuel, are customers taking POCs, first of all, and where do they start? Where's the logical start point for a customer that wants to engage with you? So again, I think, as I said, Zero Trust is not necessarily just
2: a technology. And mm. although market does offer zero trust methodology in its approach to giving you zero trust. Mm. The client has to start and create a baseline from scratch. as I said earlier, you don't have to throw your technology out or your processes or your procedures out, but it's to reassess your procedures, reestablish a baseline and then understand what maturity level you're trying to achieve. so if I may mm. use an example mm. is if you're using identity access management. re-evaluating the baseline for identity access management you might have looked in the past your identity access management for your laptops was very good but now you need to increase the maturity level across your servers across your network across your data and you start to do that once you've matured your identity access management you can see your shortfalls for example and then say okay Maybe now I need to invest in multi-factor authentication. Mm. With Trend Micro, for example, in our Vision One platform and Zero Trust, we are also later on in the year bringing what we call ZTNA or what is Zero Trust Network Access, where users no longer have to use VPN because VPN being all technology means that if you're any player, you trust it. But the problem is, is if the a laptop and the user is working from home, for example, and they've been compromised because they're accessing their internet and that, the threat actor is able to piggyback onto your VPN and has mm. got access to your entire environment. Whereas with Zero Trust Network Access, you are aligning the user to the application that require nothing else. So mm. the mm. user needs access to my website at the office, that's all they have access to, nothing else. And with the risk insights built into the Vision One platform, you're constantly re-evaluating and reassessing the device, their identity, and their location. We're also including what we call Secure Access Service Edge, which will enable customers who are especially moving to the cloud to be able to reassess the applications they're using mm. and to then even respond mm. if the user is connecting to an access or an application they're not meant to you're able to disconnect that connection and prevent them from accessing that application and so that's the sort of approach that organizations need to take is start for at a baseline see your maturity level, understand what you need to invest in and then follow that process. And again, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon.
0: Awesome, I like that. A question for you, Brad, from the sales side. This sounds very expensive. What am I in for?
1: No, you can't put a price on it. As you said, it's not an out-of-the-box solution. There's so many moving parts. Things are licensed completely differently depending on how many people, the size of the network or whatever it is. It's not an out of box uh, i wouldn't say what's cheap you know uh- it's a security policy against losing everything. I mean, you saw what's happened with transnet recently I think that's uh, very topical at the moment, yeah. specifically in yeah. our industry and uh, I'm not surprised if everyone has tried to sell something to Transnet over the past few years. And yeah. I don't think anyone is surprised at what's happened just because of their lack of spending. And yeah. had they spent, I think this could have all been avoided. And what they're in for, about $150 million. Was, I don't know what it is. It's a crazy amount
0: of ransom yeah. that they were looking for. Wow. Wow. So, so you can't really put a price on it. So until it's, you've it, Exactly. Exactly. So, who owns security in the organisation, Brad? I'm going to ask you this again. We can get to Emmanuel. Whose problem is this? Who is the person that's going to be saying, "Okay, I'm taking this forward"?
1: So, in your big enterprises, there's a position called a CISO, which is the Chief Information Security Officer. They're the guy who who runs with all cybersecurity. So. That I mean that's that's the answer in the big organizations. That's who Miguel's chatting to, and those are the people that make the decisions around products, not necessarily around budget. And then in the smaller organizations, there's technical managers or security managers, just there's different people depending on the size of the organizations that will be responsible for different portions. But there are different legs to cybersecurity. So, in the big organisations, as an example, multi-factor authentication and access might be one of the pillars. Endpoint protection will be another pillar, but they all kind of go up the pyramid and speak to the chief information security officer.
2: If I may add to that, I agree with Brad. You know, the CISO plays a, a huge role, but I also think what many organisations tend to do is, is when there's a security issue, it's you know, IT solve it for me, but I think the way we approach security needs to change. Business needs to start playing a bigger role. The technology that organizations invest in needs to translate to business. In other words, how is it going to grow my business? How is it going to impact my business? Will it support my business and the strategy and the mission I have with my business? And so I think as important as the CISO is and the responsibility lies with the CISO and with the executives at the board level, we need both IT and business buy-in to be able to have a proper approach to security.
1: You know, we also spoke about a bit about cyber awareness, which we all believe is a terrible part of security in our organizations. We always say that the individual is the weakest link because they're the one that's going to go click on the silly email that comes in because of their Mm -hmm. lack of education. So I think that budget generally sits with HR, actually. So it becomes like an HR function as well around
0: cybersecurity to make sure that the awareness for their staff is there. Awesome. Awesome. I want to ask quite a tough question What does Trend Micro bring to the table that makes customers want to work with them? Why Trend Micro? Why not XYZ? Trend Micro
2: has been around for 30 years. We are a company that understands security. It started off as a small business. It's never changed hands. The business has never been sold. The same people who started the business are still running the business. And we've adapted and and innovated with our security continually. We are also, from a hybrid cloud solution, we own 30% of the market share when it comes to cloud security. And we also want to partner with our clients. It's a journey that we want to partner with. We want to be able to journey with our partner to ensure that they've got a proper security strategy and we are able to meet that security strategy long-term, not just short-term. We've also, for example, if I may boast a little bit, we've been awarded from AWS, we've been awarded the Global ISV Partner of the Year for us. And that's because we are constantly innovating when it comes to cloud security. It's our flagship and we are wanting to work with clients in migrating to the cloud and securing the cloud. We really believe it's important. Awesome.
1: Um, i like to I like to add to that i think i don't mm-hmm. think he's doing it all justice i think um you know true micro as well as having a good reputation and they've got great tech good innovation that's on top of everything the the products are relatively ease of use which i think is important when we're taking it to our customers and easy to understand and the skill level of the employees there is pretty high, so you feel safe and you're not alone if anything should go wrong so mm-hmm generally just a real good company to work with in terms of processes,
0: skills, innovation, technology, which is really what you're looking for. Mm, I really like that. That's great. Brad, from a security perspective, what is your focus for the next quarter? Where are you taking your team? Where are you seeing the Disty playing in the next quarter?
1: Well, so, I mean, that's very short-sighted. We kind of look a little bit longer term. Poppy is massively relevant at the moment, specifically around the protection of data. And so protection of data, which ties into our zero trust conversation is massively important. So everything that most of the efforts at the moment are going around, how do we protect our data? Because the fines are just really big inside Poppy or GDPR Mm. and very topical at the moment. So when we go out, we try and sell to our partners stuff that's relevant and at the moment, that's very relevant to everyone is, you know, the securing of data and how do we do that. And we've got a number of techs that do that, including Trend Micro along awesome. the Zero Trust journey.
0: Awesome.
2: Emmanuel? We, being a global company, we're constantly innovating. And our two main focuses is our Vision One platform and our cloud platform. We believe with clients and the pandemic having accelerated digital transformation we wanting to assist our clients to move and secure their journey to the cloud. For example, I just spoke earlier about our vision 1 and the new technology we are adding in later on this year when it comes to zero trust in the ZTNA and the SaaS E space and that's our main focus is our vision 1 and cloud one platforms. We've also moved for example we've moved from solution based technologies to platform based technologies where we When you move to the cloud, we are able to protect not only your workload space, but container, Mm. storage, network. And we believe you need to have a holistic approach, as I said, to securing your cloud environment and or having monitoring capabilities in your environment when it comes to security. And that's our Vision One platform.
1: You know, First Attribution does a lot of business across data center, cloud, cybersecurity. But I think what's really interesting to note is the uptake in public cloud infrastructure. Mm. And... We can see in our business, you know, we represent Microsoft in the Azure space, we represent AWS across the continent as well, and IBM Dell and all those data center kind of on-prem technologies. So, you know, it's very clear in our business to see what companies are doing in terms of the strategy and the adoption of cloud. We're just obviously seeing not everyone's going 100% cloud, but certainly mm-hmm. the uptake in cloud is important. And our relationship with Print Micro becomes important because everyone's putting more applications, more data in the cloud and the Vision One platform and the container security and the compliance security is really important to our customers who are uptaking or making use of these public clouds instead of like the
0: CapEx model of buying a server and putting it down in their office. Awesome. I love that, Brad. That's solid advice. I've got one more question. We're running very short on time here. Brad, what advice would you have for a customer who's listening to this, who is on this journey? I think Miguel touched on it is, you know, have a
1: look at what you've got. We're not looking to rip and replace what you currently have and what you've invested in. But come show us what you've got and we'll try and help you build on top of that to get to the destination that you're looking to go in the amount of time you're looking to get there.
2: Yeah, my advice is that security doesn't have to be scary if approached in the correct way in a holistic approach and partnering with the right people and getting the right resources into your environment doesn't have to be expensive, but constantly adapting and monitoring your security and also not passing the buck, so to speak. It's not just IT's problem. It's a business problem. And working together to approach security, I think, is very key
0: for any organization. I love that. I really like that rap. You've said it about four times, is that security is everybody's problem. It doesn't just sit in IT. And I think that's the solid takeaway from this. Brad from First Distribution, Emmanuel from Trend Micro and part of the pre-sales team, welcome to the dark side. Thank you very much for spending 40 minutes with us on the Tech Central podcast. It's been very interesting just hearing your definition of zero trust and where you're taking people. I would encourage audience members just to reach out, go onto the First Distribution website, look at the partners, look at Trend Micro, see what they're doing. Great, well-established companies, both of them, and doing some interesting things. From my side, Daniel Robus, thank you For joining me and allowing me to prod you with some off-piece questions that you didn't prep for. You handled them well. I hope you have an amazing day and I hope you enjoy the slightly warmer weather that we're having in Johannesburg. Signing off from our side.